bunny boobly bear yes dear yeah so uh what are you drinking um uh red wine <laughs> red red wine god yes. what a jam yes what a jam so how much red wine have you had before uh we start the drunken path girl podcast um i'm halfway into a bottle which i really should not be oh my god <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? I'm going nowhere tomorrow down in North Carolina. We're supposed to, it's a snowpocalypse. We're supposed to get at least two to four inches with a shit ton of ice behind it. They're already predicting power outages. And oh yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be hell on earth. So you're just uh, warming up the tootsies a little bit. So on the scale of one to 10 of being intoxicado, (laughs) how intoxicado are you? (laughs) I'm probably a six to a seven. Woo! So we're, 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 we're doing good so far. And then, yeah, I made sure I refreshed my glass before I sat down. Oh, good girl. Good girl. Good girl. Well, hell, let's just get into this wild ride. Sure. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and well, oh, she's wooing good now. Hello and welcome to an extra special episode of Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and Path Girl's wine tolerance. <laughs> Recording on Zencaster from opposite ends of the country and halfway into an awesome bottle of Argentinian red, I'm Path Girl. <laughs> and I am Count Boogie. This is so fun, though. We haven't done a drunken... The drunken episodes work on Perverted Podcast because there should always be a designated host. Yes, and you have given me full permission to become frischnickered as as my my day was absolute hell so <laughs> well this is what is this is what is good because yeah i'm gonna i'm sober so i'm not i'm not gonna be drinking but it's gonna be fine so like before we just started like i know i'm like all right go ahead let's just do this we picked a topic that's not gonna be too dangerous for you mm-hmm. it's not an, that you know of <laughs> and not, a, not hopefully not an overly thinky topic <laughs> um and mm-hmm. just lots of sexiness and uh Mm-hmm. And it's just fun because we I've never seen you intoxicated. No, no, no. I don't do it that often. But you sound pretty normal. Yeah, yeah, I'm just just buzzing I'm nice along. I'm warm. I'm warm. I'm buzzing. I'm chilling. All right. Okay. If you feel the need to reach down mm-hmm. and touch yourself, I'm not going <laughs> to stop you. I have no hands that will reach <laughs> that far. So I'm going to have to pretend my hands are your hands, huh? That is exactly right. Gosh, where's that remote control vibrator you always talk about? If you would have told me, I would have put it in and gave you control. I, I, I told you several times. That's that's just, that's you know what? Part. Now <laughs> I know you're fucking drunk because I asked you for a feature orgasm literally 24 hours ago, and you're like, I can never do that on air. I can never do that on air. And now you're talking about masturbating on the live show. 
you, you know, I, I know I'm drunk because I actually for a split second said, I could pretend my hands are Boogie's hands and I wasn't automatically repulsed. So yeah, I'm pretty, yeah. Oh, oh God, you talk <laughs> shit when you're hammered. God, isn't that just special? Can I never get the horny submissive? Can I never get the submissive that just has a glass of wine and then they go, well, you look kind of good through these wine goggles. <laughs> Be- because I know you're so far away. If you were in state, I'd be like, hmm, game on. <laughs> You'd be like, well, there is a snowstorm. Yeah, I, I need some way to stay-, stay warm. Could you beat my ass and keep it nice and red and warm, please? The pickings are kind of slim. So it has been kind of a crazy day. It was a weird day. Oh. A weird day. You had. Wait, your- I need to. How weird was it? Oh, dear God. (laughs) Be patient, young man. Be patient. (laughs) It was so two doors down at storage. I'm in storage. And for those of you that don't know, I pretty much live out of storage because I'm in a car. So I'm in storage and a new tenant, like relatively in the last couple months, has been what I can only say is an authentic schizophrenic woman like a homeless schizo there's a lot of homeless at my storage and they're very cool they let us be there as long as we don't cause any trouble i go in i close the door i have my little thing electricity and then i work on the show and do stuff and just sit in there um so there's a number of homeless people there as well some of them are more maintained than others but this woman the first time i heard her i thought she was doing storage like with another woman because there's a strong Southern accent. And then this kind of like younger sounding voice and the Southern accent is being a cunt oh, wow. to this other girl. Like you're such a fucking idiot. You think stole my fucking cigarettes and you know, all this like stuff. And it's just like, I hear and, but the younger one isn't really acting abused, like just taking it. You know, and she keeps talking with her thing. Well, I want to, I need a cigarette. Can you get me a cigarette? And they're going back and forth and back and forth. Two totally different voices. I eventually, I slowly open the door and it's just one lady sitting there. Oh, yeah. That's just creepy shit. And that's just the two voices. So some days she gets really, and obviously she's homeless. She's probably not on the meds. They have meds that can literally bring those voices to a single voice. Right. And so, but today was particularly like she goes off and she, she does like these imaginary phone conversations where she's going off on customer service people. And and it's always negative and foul and they've ripped her off and she's going to sue them. And, and then, but she waits and pauses and she ain't on no phone. She has no phone. But she's waiting for, you know, and she's talking to him. And so she's having these customer service, like, discussions, she, like, out in the air, like, not holding yes, up a phone or anything? Yes. No. She, no, oh. no phone. No, you open the door, and she's just sitting there playing, like, on the ground, just, you know, with boxes and stuff like that. Um, but today, I got to admit, now, usually it's, and I still try to come out, and because if you talk to somebody, most schizophrenics. Once you address them, they will break the voices and address you as a human. Right. So I always try to come out and I try to say good morning 
And then she like looks a little startled and then she says, good morning, you know, and then I go, right. okay, have a good afternoon. And then I walk away just to kind of hopefully give her a break right? Um, a little bit. Um, but today got scary. I was in my storage and I'm like, I'm not opening this door because she was fucking going. And I don't know who this dude was that she was, but she's like, I got a fucking gun and I'm going to fucking kill you. Oh. I'm going to fucking kill you, you little dick piece of shit. And she kept going, little dick, little dick, little dick, little dick. And I'm like, she's not talking about me, is she? I mean, <laughs> I'm in the other storage, and it's not that little. Well, my little boogie is not. I, I, oh, and I'm like, it's boogie. not about you. But I don't know. Maybe she's got a gun in her storage, and she's going to think I'm this whatever. I don't know. Maybe oh, someone geez, from I her. Hope not. But it was like, and she had like three or four voices. And I'm like, I'm just going to be wise and just sit here quietly with yeah just not i'm not going out and so eventually she shuffled off and left but i was like Jesus. i was like ah uh, and you know i'm pretty anti-med you know right right but in that case yeah you you need meds you need you need your meds yeah right? or at least like to be put somewhere where you can deal with said voices i mean yeah i mean but in 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 that situation you're like wow we really should have better ways to get people like that medicine because oh, yeah. that's I just suffering here. yeah and I, I could be here for days about the, the people i've seen over the years especially growing up in new york city the schizophrenics the bipolars everything I'm yeah it's, to. it's just it's, at some point you're like ouch so yeah. it kind of freaked me out so i'm like okay <laughs> get to do a show tonight path girl should get drunk everything okay. happy <laughs> it's the happy drunk show Yay! it's the happy drunk show so i will save some of the bigger perverted podcast announcements that I think are positive, and we'll just—I'll just do it next week so we can focus on the fun. Did you have any fun okay. this week? Um. <laughs> well, okay. I'll preface it with today was an absolute shit show where okay. uh, I talked to you previously about. I'm going to give the absolute condensed version of. I had a very bad COVID scare. It set me into a huge tailspin, which led me to the drinking. But thankfully, I am negative. But it's just the implications of. My job, my son, my fr- you know, my friends that I hung out with, and huge shout out to my friend Catitude, who, thankfully, she lives in a very small town in North Carolina. She's like, oh, I was just at my CVS. They have a ton of tests because there's no tests for like a 30 mile radius around me. So, but uh, I had unfortunately a lot of the events around us are shutting down again. But I did manage to get to the dungeon last Saturday um, to hang out with my kinky friends, and I did not get to play. Because unfortunately, my top was just not in the mindset to do it. He's been going through a lot of personal stuff. Um, We were just there kind of loving on him and giving him hugs and cuddles. And but we did discuss during the hugs and cuddles about doing another vampire glove scene. He expressed he said, what would you think about doing another one? And I said, oh, absolutely. And Uh we have a private party that's coming up at the end of the month. And we were both sitting there going, we need a way to up it. I mean, the last scene was really good. It was the the the, the first time I ever played that hard with um, vampire gloves, and to the point where Doc, when he plays with me, kind of embraces me. Like his clothes were soaked in my blood, and it was just kind of like we're sitting there talking about like, is there a way to up it? And then like, I don't want to give it away because I'll probably discuss it later. But like his girlfriend, Catitude's like, what if you do this? And like both our jaws drop are like, oh, cat, we love you. Well, you can share the basics. You can't give a whole right. two-minute setup and say All no. Right. All right. Well, 
considering he was wearing black clothing last time, she gave the idea of wearing like cheap, like a white t-shirt and a white pants and white canvas shoes. And as we're playing and he's embracing me, like all of my blood would get on him. So like, he would literally look like something out of Dexter. Nice. <laughs> and I just thought of that. And I was just like, he's got a biker's body. He really is fit. And I'm just like, Oh my God, that is just so fucking sexy. <laughs> There may need to be, there may need to be a little touchy touchy. Who knows? Well, that's another thing we also talked about because the last time the first vampire glove scene we did together, he's like, what would you think about, you know, he wound up grabbing me around the neck and grabbing me around the breast with the vampire gloves very lightly. And he's like, well, what would you think if I touched you down there? And I was like, Oh, oh I think, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so he might be grabbing me in the crotch with those vampire gloves. That would be a first for me also. So I was kind of thinking maybe, that. you know, without the glove, you know, a little more. Well, he could, the back of the glove's leather, so he could technically kind of brush his back of his hand there. Okay, but, uh, okay, that's that's true. That's true. I'm like, because that is definitely insane to be grabbing your crotch with the uh, pokey part of the van. Well, not, I mean, not, not that it wouldn't. Just, yeah. Just that feel that sensation. Yeah, just that the light touch. I mean, because like I said, he grabbed me around the throat very lightly. I mean, just enough he could feel the sensation, but it was just that. <gasps> Oh my god, that's fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> so to be continued, Vampire Glove 2.0, faster, longer, and a lot more blood. <laughs> I look forward to hearing a lot about that. Oh yeah. Gonna teach you things to do with your lover. Going to the bedroom rodeo. Wanna be a better fuck? We got you covered. Going to the bedroom rodeo. Going to the bedroom, going to the bedroom, going to the bedroom rodeo. Uh you still feeling a little warm? Oh, yes. I'm like halfway into this is probably my third glass of red wine. So, oh, yes, I'm feeling very so you're feeling very good because I figured we would pick a safe topic for you. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of a fun. It's a fun bedroom rodeo because surely you and I have stories and a lot of our listeners. I would love at perverted mailbox, perverted podcast at gmail dot com. If you would send us your input on some of your most fun places that you have had sex with your partners. Yes. And this is about sexual adventure and changing up the environment. And there was a, there was a post that you found online on some website that talked about different position, different places to have sex. Yeah. It's, it's one of those, I mean, you, you see them in Cosmo and, and Red Book, but this was actually from Glamour magazine. It was just the 12 best places to have sex and just kind of like, change up your routine instead of just always being in the bedroom and, you know, missionary style. So it's just, you know, for at least for the vanilla couples, you know, the 12 best places to spice up your, your, your sex life and try different things. So let's go ahead and just run through now. Some of these I'm going to probably make fun of. Oh, that's fine. I'm going but, through uh, too. <laughs> because especially number 12, because I'm like, y'all just got lazy. <laughs> y'all just ran out of shit. And then you pick number 12 and you're like, yeah. okay, you should have just didn't want to say 11. So yeah. why don't you go ahead and run through the list and let's uh, thumbs up or thumbs down these places. And if you've had them and then you and I at the end, we'll talk about the places that some of the fun places we've done it. Yeah. Okay. The first one is your backyard. So, and they're talking about like, it's really great to be outside under the stars and you could be in a, in a, a sleeping bag together or in a tent together. And especially that even if it's in your own backyard under a tent, you can kind of play the quiet game, make sure your neighbors don't hear, or if you have a big piece of property, maybe no one's going to hear you. But that's actually appealing to me because it's just to get out of the, the house and actually be out in nature would be kind of cool. 
Well, I mean, that goes back to the, you know, if you have a backyard, which right, or, or if you got in a Los friend, Angeles, there's not a lot of those. Yeah, or if you got you a friend, know, you could borrow their backyard. Hey, can you tech camp for the night? You know? Can we go fuck in your backyard? <laughs> that is amazing. And it probably you'd get more yeses than if you said, can we come to your house and fuck in your bed? Exactly. I don't know if people have that same thing about their lawn. Like, oh, I don't want people fucking on my lawn. Kind of gross. <laughs> You just fucking turn on the sprinklers. It's over. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> it's gone. So, no, that's definitely I, I don't think. Well, of course, I have fucked in my backyard. Duh. What am I thinking? Back when uh, I lived. Yeah, I lived in a place and I had critters and bunnies and stuff like that. And I, I remember. Yes, I have fucked in the backyard. And yes, it does sound exactly as fun as you say. If you have a backyard, fuck in your backyard. Yes. What's the uh, next one? Number two is on the beach. Uh, and of course, they're like, you know, sand can get in the roll the wrong places, but sex on the beach, you, you must do it at least once. And I'm like, uh-uh, no. There, there's, there's just no way to avoid the sand. <laughs> there is, and it's called a tent, and I've done well, it. Yeah. Yeah. If you camp on the beach where you have the tent, mm. and once again, you can get away with quite a lot. You set it up during the day. You throw some you know, little floaty rings around it. And people are like, oh, they're having a day. Some people are going to know you're fucking in there, mm -hmm. you know, with all the other people around. You just don't moan and scream a lot. But, right. but yes, of course, the sand. And once again, when we talk about sex, there are people that don't have both penises and vaginas going True. on. There are many different types of sex. You could have external sex. You could just put, you know, give your partner a hand job mm -hmm. and rub them inside the pants. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to strip down right. and fuck somewhere. Exactly. You know, so there are different types of sex and that still gives you that excitement of being in that new place and kind of, you know, getting away with it. I also wanted to point out that there's not a lot of difference in like the thrill from beach sex and beach kink or outside kink and or sex like if right. you can get, get away with sex get away with sex exactly but even just giving like a little spanking or mm -hmm. doing some nipple pulls or hiding some things under the clothes you know kink in public is probably in some ways you could get away with that a little easier yeah yeah a lot of car spankings yeah a <laughs> lot of car spankings well that leads perfectly into number three where they recommend your car you know Amen. It may, it may be a throwback to your high school days, as I put it, but there's nothing better than pulling over in a secluded spot and getting it on. <laughs> <laughs> this is so lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You're just oh, going to get yeah. it on, you crazy, nutty kids. The question is, is how many times have you been caught by the police fucking in your car? Actually, zero. I am just that good. <laughs> I am not. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> More than once. Oh, amateur. Well, <laughs> you also got to remember, you're talking to a guy who's lived in a car and or van and or motorhome. Yeah, true. For true. 13, you know, 12, 13 years of my life. True. So uh, I got caught once. It was great. We were in Griffith Park, which is like this whole in Los Angeles is really kind of mountainous with trees. And there's a big Griffith Park Observatory and whatever. And there's all these hiking trails. And I pulled in in my grandmother's like 1980 bright yellow Oldsmobile because I oh, was taking God. care of it for her or something. And had a big back seat and it was great for fucking. 
and I brought <laughs> I brought my partner, whoever she was there, and we're going at it. We did this little pull off thing, mm-hmm. and there wasn't any people there, but we're just going at it. The car's shaking. You know, the windows aren't even fogged up because the temperature was just right to make sure everyone could see if they looked mm-hmm. inside. And all of a sudden, I look up and I see that the, he not even lights on. Just pulled up. The sheriff just pulled up behind Oops. us, got out of his car, and I said, "Sheriff, put on clothes." And she went, "Oh!" And all she could do before he walked right up to the window is literally just cover her pussy. She was butt naked the rest, and she kind of tried to cover her arm. <laughs> the best of it was. He looks in because the window was down, too. And he goes, so what are you guys doing here? And I just look at him in the eye. And then he takes a breath and he goes, well, I know what you're doing here, (laughs) but you can't do it here. (laughs) Get dressed and get out of here. Yes, officer. Oh, God. Just the fact That's that he awful. had to correct himself because it's like, hey, so what's going on? Well, I, mean, I know, I, what's, going I know what's going on here. <laughs> and she was so embarrassed because she's just, oh, 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 I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. But mm-hmm. she was pretty, pretty embarrassed. So, yes, you can get caught in the car. And if the cop wants to be a dick, you can get cited or oh, yeah. have trouble, especially if you're in a place where there's a lot of people around yes, that could be bad Yes, so please be careful if you use that one. Yeah. So the next one is in front of a window. And this could be tricky because they're recommending it, doing it at night with the lights off. And I've known some people who've gone to hotels and done it. And some people have gotten busted in hotels. But, you know, window yeah. sex is fun. It's just you got to be aware of the vanillas around you. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, I mean, I, I've done it. <laughs> I've done that too. As have I. <laughs> I've done it, you know, the little, little uh, pressed ham against the, I'm all, mm-hmm. I don't think I should be the one against the window. I've definitely done balconies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, I haven't done, too, I don't think I've done too much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, we were above all the other windows. Yeah. So I don't know. Cause there is a part where it's like, yeah. They can see you. They, some yeah. someone's going to be able to see you. Yeah, and especially if you're at like a king convention or fetish convention, I know that's kind of a thing to do where people are just like, "Hey, let's just you know open the windows and watch people." So, <laughs> sure. Now then, if you're on a cruise ship, only the dolphins are going to get turned yep, on. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. So the next one is in the kitchen. So on the kitchen counter, on the dining room table, and just get cooking. Oh dear oh. God! Does it really say that? It, it, it actually says dining room table and well, get cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah get cooking. I like it. Um, oh, I see. It's a, what is that called? The double entendre? Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause. Oh, it, by, it gets, it gets by worse. cooking. It means having sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it gets kids. worse. It even says, just make sure you sanitize before making dinner. Oh God. okay that's fun we are getting we look it's true yeah our sex is a little more wild than most but it doesn't mean that i should be a dick to the spicy language that uh, the non-kinky people suggest we are not kink shaming at all If, if if this is your level of kink go for it 
I mean, I am kink shaming. You know, that's pretty much what I'm doing. Well. I'm a dick. It's not a okay. kink. That's the thing. It's non kink shaming uh, is what we're doing. Um, okay. Next one. In well, your... for, let's hang oh. on. Let's go oh, back okay. to the, the kitchen. kitchen. Yes. Okay. Because remember, one of the ones that I picked, I'll just say because we're in the kitchen. If you can manage it, this was not a pleasurable experience, but on two separate occasions, I have fucked a partner on top of the refrigerator, a, a normal size refrigerator. On, on, on top. All right. Please explain because I can't wrap my brain around that. <laughs> there is a counter. Okay. And you clear the top of the fridge. Okay. She lays on her back or whatever. There's only a foot to the ceiling. Uh-huh. You kind of got to turn sideways and be like, okay, and then put a hand on this. It's not great sex. You're just doing it so you can say, I fucked someone on top of a refrigerator. So they're, they're laying on top of the refrigerator. You're standing on the counter pretty I'm much. I'm standing on the counter, oh, but I'm okay. kind of bent over. Right, right, right. Because uh-huh. I can't stand all the way. I'll hit my, right, depending right. on the ceiling. If the, right. There was once where the ceiling was high enough and uh, and it worked out. Uh, okay, just to say you fucked on a fridge, hey? And I just had that Dr. Seuss thing. <laughs> I fucked a girl here. I fucked a girl there. I fucked a girl everywhere. And, and yes, I did sanitize and clean. I was the janitor, so of course I did. Yes. Um, but just to... Uh... Okay, next one is in your laundry room. If you have one of those gorgeous Pinterest laundry rooms, by all means use it. But, you know, you can either use it on the, on the dryer mid-cycle or go... Uh, and it even says, pro tip... Try getting it on during the warm or hot wash cycle for a little extra heat. Oh, God, that is <laughs> awful. Um, but the spin cycle now is a legitimate thing. Mm-hmm. If you get it on during the spin cycle, that machine, depending on how well it's bolted down, is shaking pretty good and right. can either you know give you a chiropractic adjustment or help tingle the, the nether regions. Right, right. And or break your washer and dryer, which is great when the repair person shows up and you're yeah. like, well, how, how, did, how did this happen? Well, uh... why is there an ash shaped dent in the lid <laughs> of the never mind, just yeah. leave the room and mm-hmm. leave me to my professional shame? Yeah. OK, go ahead. OK, next one is in the bathroom. So this is where I think they're also starting to go off the rails, which is just like everybody's attempted shower sex. Everybody's attempted bathtub sex. And it's just, okay. <laughs> no, you know what they're really trying to get at, but they don't want to say it, mm. is you're going for a blumpy. A blumpy? You don't know what a blumpy is? I, I Please enlighten me. That's a blowjob while you're taking a dump. Oh, no. Red, red. Every shade of red. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that and the horse it rode in on. No. That's what you mean. You gotta get on your knees. Give your man a blumpy. No, they're talking about, like, you know, using, like, silicone-based lube so that way you can, you know, get frisky in the water and you don't get any friction because of it. Just not a blumpy. Blumpy. Oh. Going for the blump. No. The big no. B-L-U-M-P-Y, bitch. I don't care how drunk I am. Hell to the no. Show no. me. That's called humiliation. One to one to one to one to one to one. Blumpy. No. no. Have you? Has, have any of your partners ever done that? No, but I've stuck my dick in their mouth while they were taking a dump. Okay, that's a little different, but still, just yeah. Okay. Like humiliating. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess get out of here! I'm pooping. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you're sucking my dick. Yeah. No, this is not cool. <laughs> <laughs> So it's still kind of a blumpy, oh. except 
the real humiliating one is when mm-hmm. he's taking a crap and you're sucking his dick. And that's yeah. the thing. That's like, it's a thing. Hey, your kink's not in my kink. All right. Fucking blumpy. All right. <laughs> Next one. On the living room floor. And they're basically saying, you know, since your your bed's kind of tired out, you know, throw some blankets you, on the floor and, you, you know, make a crazy, you, you crazy, crazy couple. Oh. Well, I mean, here's what's good about it. Here's what's, um, here's what's pretty cool is if you get the fireplace DVD yeah. and you put that on, if you don't have a fireplace, it is nice to be in front of a fireplace. It's like being at a camp out, except it's nicer, mm-hmm. you know, the couch, because the couch gives you options for more positions. Right. And you can throw somebody over, you know, one of the couch arms. Obviously, there's there's you know the the chair if it's a reclining mm. chair if it's a stable chair you know there's 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 definitely some things in the living room if the dining room is in the living room dining room table oral sex is fantastic if the countertop is in there countertop oral sex is awesome plus you can do a lot of play in the living room once again we're not just talking about sex if you're doing play that's a lot of I used to do my countertop was the perfect height i would have to lift up my bottom but i would do wax play in the kitchen and the counter was long enough for them them to to be fully laid and then i had everything that i had the counter everything was covered in plastic Mm -hmm. but i did a lot of countertop um wax play sweet and that works so yeah the whole living room dining room area there's a lot of options yeah for some fun stuff in there all right. Next one is in the wilderness and obviously having sex in the great outdoors. That kind of goes back to the first one, which is in your backyard. But, um, yeah, doing stuff outdoors in a tent or in, you know, when you're hiking and stuff, that's awesome. You were even just like, I, I, I know you took some pictures of, uh, Mew a couple of times when you guys used to go uh, hiking and stuff and take some sexy pictures. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Outside is a lot of fun. Um, obviously you want to be familiar with your surroundings. Mm-hmm. You want to be familiar also with the threats, what kind of bugs are they actively biting? Cause you don't mm-hmm. want ticks on your dick or, you yeah. know, uh, black fly bites on your cooch. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a lot of wildlife around, you want to know what, you know, it's like anything else. You want to know your surroundings and is it really popular, but absolutely. Yeah. There is something very primal. There's something very, very sexy to just, being out with your partner and mm-hmm. and being able to enjoy that it's yeah. not always as comfortable right because there's not a soft cushy bed and especially if you're you know a little bit bigger that can be problematic but you can find ways around it exactly exactly just be careful where you put your hands oh yeah just mm-hmm. be careful you put it on a log and there's fucking bugs and you know poison you, ivy you know, yeah yeah there's all sorts of no you're <laughs> Know your environment. I've known one or two people who've gotten poison ivy of the crotch and then had some splaining to do. Just saying. Splain. How did you get that there? Uh. Funny story. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next one, we kind of touched on it earlier, but it's on a balcony. So, you know, and then it kind of goes off with the whole window sex and whatever. But, yeah, I know you've said you've had stuff in a balcony. I've done stuff in a balcony. Yeah. Once again, it also depends on the balcony. And and, uh, I don't like balconies because balconies collapse. Yeah. Um, You know, depending. So if it's a sturdy balcony or whatever, then you want to bounce around a little bit. But most of Mm -hmm. the times I don't really want to test fate. Yeah. Because I've been on some balconies (laughs) that you're like, this is like an old cabin. Yeah, hella sketchy, yeah. You're like, I'm going to wind up 
two stories down on my ass in a pile of wood. Yeah. That's uh, and of course, if it you know could be worse, but and don't lean on railings, please. Yes, please don't lean on oh my god, yeah. I trust that's called blind faith and sometimes costs you, yeah. And not mm-hmm. even just co- and windows are the same way, mm-hmm. windows, and we should have said that with windows too. Mm-hmm. A lot of people push out panes of glass, especially when oh, you start yeah. pounding against it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just one in Japan. Uh, oh, really? where, a cu- where a couple was fucking against the glass and they got really uh, aggressive and it popped out and she went eight floors down and died. Oh my God. That's so awful. Uh, don't always trust if you're going to do something against a window or on a balcony, don't touch the glass. Yeah. They're also, just, rec- they recommend also like if you have a big enough balcony, you can take some blankets or towels out there and lay them down just that way you're outside on the balcony, but you're yeah, not yeah, against yeah. the railing. So, yeah. I mean, and once again, it's, yeah, it's, I've risk aware. Exactly. Exactly. Risk aware, but people do die having, you know, balcony and window sex. Yeah. Okay. Here's the last two that where the article's kind of going like, eh, we ran out of ideas. So we're going to go back to some standards on the couch. Woo! Who who has not had sex on a couch or a love seat or a recliner? Woo! Jesus, you crazy, crazy people, crazy kids. All right, and what was the final one? Uh, and the last one, which Boogie said before, in the good old fashioned bedroom. You just jump the shark. Yeah, you exactly. So just ju- You're like, okay, I got eleven. Like, oh, what, I know it's supposed to be a dozen. Like people get numbers in their head. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, it's got to be a dozen because that's cool. You know, or the editor's like, you know, you do the top 12 things. Yeah. And you're like, God, I don't have fucking 12 things. Like we could have been like, we'll get into ours, but obviously yeah. let's help them out and give them a couple of our own. So where Sounds are good. some fun places that you've done it? So one of the first fun places I did back when I was a teenager in high school is on top of a pitcher's mound on a baseball field on a foggy night. Oh, come on. They could have put that as number 11. That is an 11 for sure. Yeah, that was awesome because especially it was so foggy and the mounds kind of raised up and stuff. So he was kind of like, I was on top of the mound and he was kind of a little below it. And it was just like, it was so much fun. Oh my God. (laughs) I did it. And I just remembered because you said that the high school football stadium Mm -hmm. where I used to, well, I, I, I attended sort of mm-hmm. I dropped out with zero credits as a junior um, in the football stadium at night at the top of the bleachers where the like bandstand was. Mm-hmm. There was this fat just looking out over the whole thing. And I fucked up there. And that was nice. a nice view because and nobody was there. It was like two in the morning. OK. Yes. OK. Nice. So give me give me another one. Um, this was more recently or probably about 10 years ago on top of a trampoline in a backyard. Nice. Nice. It was so much fun. Cause it was just getting bouncy and then he was getting bouncy. <laughs> <laughs> but was he cooking? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did he turn in- up the heat when he pounded your meat? <laughs> <laughs> this was back in my swinger days. So, and I remember it cause it was just like, he lives out in the middle of nowhereville, North Carolina. And he just basically yelled out, I'm fucking in the middle of the night on my fucking trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, I'm glad I could be here for your for your, for your King Kong moment. Yeah. <laughs> for your IF. All right, here's one. And it was actually really, really cool. Should have been 
a number 12 at least. Uh, We can send this to the editors. In a tiny boat off about a mile off of Catalina Island. Oh, that sounds awesome. Like one of those little boats with the little, you know, Mm -hmm. the little handheld motor, the little outboard. You know, the thing only goes like 15 miles an hour. And you rent it, you know, to Mm. do your thing. And I brought her out to where I didn't see anyone. I mean, there was people, if they had binoculars, they'd be like, well, it was my honeymoon, actually. In like 1992. And I'm like, I'm going to fuck here. I have to (laughs) fuck in all these dumb places. But that was actually really sexy. I had a picture of it where uh, she had come all over her ass. Oh, wow. And she was bent over and she kind of leaned back and waved. I don't have that picture anymore. I'm going to get rid of it. That was a good picture with the ocean just, you know, obviously everywhere. That was actually a really sexy place. And of course, mm-hmm. if you can do, if you have a boat or you can go out on a boat, being you know, sex on a boat is, is de- it's like a bucket list for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's just pretty. It's just really pretty because you feel the water. It's like mm-hmm. a waterbed, you know, because it's moving. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, it's definitely a lot of sexy. Do you have one more? Oh, this is the showstopper. Mm-hmm. All right, go for 13. Uh, of course, you know, the girl who works in pathology, I once gave a blowjob to a guy in a morgue. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, yeah. I will preface it for with... For the win. It is For the win. It is not at my current place of employment. It is not a place <laughs> where I was employed... And this hospital where it happened is now torn down, so there's no freaking evidence. There's no evidence. There's not a a blop of your ort on the floor or something. (laughs) Well, I had a (laughs) Next to a corpse. Yeah. Oh, I had a friend of mine who uh, I was tied to the hip at clinical training because I did a year of clinical training throughout like four or five hospitals. And when we got out into the pathology world, I went to visit him for lunch, and he had to go down to the morgue. And one of the things they have to do daily basis is keep the temperatures of the refrigerators to make sure that everybody's at a right temperature. If the temperatures go up or down, we have to notify people to fix the refrigerators or have the funeral homes call up. So he's like, do you want to come with? I'm like, sure. No problem. And I mean, this this was 25, 30 years ago. So nobody cared about, you know, HIPAA and people walking in and out. So he walks in the morgue and does the temperatures and stuff. There was always sexual attraction between us when, um, we were together in clinical training. We fooled around a little bit. He was engaged at the time, but he wanted to break that engagement off. But um, back in the bathroom area, there were some shower stalls. And we kind of started talking in there. And he kind of nudged me back in there and unbuckled his pants. And I kneeled down in one of the morgue shower stalls. And I gave him a blowjob. And he oh. came in my mouth. <laughs> oh, was- my God. It was and awesome. when you say the morgue, that's the showers they shower after they fuck with yeah, bodies. Yeah, some, some, well, some people, yeah, if you do multiple autopsies and you're wearing, you know, a lot of personal protective equipment, you can get hot and sweaty and whatever. Or right, God right. forbid you get something, you know, body fluid wise on you. But yeah, most, you. most yeah, yeah. yeah, most morgues have a, a So it's not shower. like they're dragging grandma in there to give her a little hair wash before she, you know, gets plugged. Yeah. No, but on the opposite uh, wall, on the opposite uh, side of that wall where we were going at it, there were a morgue fridge with nine bodies in it <laughs> that is so i had one that was pretty cool and i'm just gonna stop I'm no just gonna, no you no. need to give your last one come on no come on. no we're not giving the last one because we're way late and yes. i we have to make some of the main points yes uh to round up all the fun well that yes. definitely is the winner they should have put that 
in that cheesy article, and yes. that would have got people thinking that is that is definitely the winner. That is the winner I give it thank to you. Thank you. Thank you. Mic drop. <laughs> so, so now to end this segment, there's a reason that it's good to change up those environments. Sometimes it's just for fun. And of course, sometimes it's to rekindle maybe a little bit of, you know, zest and spice and adventure. Mm-hmm. But also remember, there's a reason sometimes why you feel the need like, oh, we got to do something to mix this up. And right. that may also have to do with the fact that you've lost a little bit of your chemistry with your partner. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't want to use going to a new location to replace the work that you guys need to do to revitalize your communication, your connection, and that chemistry. Because like when you first start, every fart or fact that your partner tells you, you're like, oh my God, they're so amazing. And you're yeah. all turned on. So... How do you keep that going and not just have to rely on changing to a sexy place? That's right. that's that's something I definitely want to hit on as we're as we're gonna end. Maybe you guys need to do something different. Maybe you need to volunteer or take a hobby together or do something that kind of re-engages that interest in your partner. Because what happens right. after a lot of years is you guys get to that point. We know all about each other. So mm-hmm. you do your thing. You do your thing. And then at the end of the day, maybe we get together and watch a TV show and fuck. Right, right. I mean, it's just you need to also try to figure out why are you feeling? Why did you lose that interest in your partner? Are you bored? Is there some unresolved resentment that's going on? Did you stop sure. putting effort into your relationship? You know, whereas like you used to dress nice for your partner and now you're always dressing, you know, down in scrubs and, you know, in, in, in sweatpants, or whatever, you know, you don't take care of yourself where, you know, I understand we're in a pandemic, but people stop going to gyms, people stop wearing makeup, people stop putting effort into your appearance. And, you know, sometimes your partner kind of gets disinterested from that and it could be, that can go both ways, but, or have you had, have you had any major life changes? Hello, we're in the middle of a pandemic that's killing so many people's sex drives where it's just like to get through the day and actually be a couple. It's, it's hard. So, I mean, you need to start questioning why did I lose the interest? And then also the main thing I've always hit on is prioritize your relationship. If you have to schedule date night, go ahead and schedule date night. You rebuild that intimacy like you did when you first started dating that person schedule that trip to the morgue yes yes because i'm sure there's got to be an airbnb at a morgue uh no? you don't think so no well there's kinky bnbs we can go to you know so there's kinky bnbs they charge an arm and a leg but yeah god damn it <laughs> morgue just everyone should go fucking a morgue or at least a cemetery which by yes. the way i'm never going to be buried um, but if I was, I would invite everyone, man, woman, dog, to fuck all over my grave. And I think that would be awesome. Thanks for visiting. Well, that's a reason for you to get buried, Boogie, because it could just be like, I give you authorization to fuck here. And people can no, fuck. I'm gonna oh, ashes. I'm, I'm gonna be ashes. I'm going to be, I'm a full body donor. And then I want my dick donated um, to science to be bronzed. <laughs> and then my body to be. My ashes to be put into dildos so everyone, once again, man, woman, I don't care, everyone should get fucked by Count Boogie. After I could have I'm a dead. boogie dildo when you die. My, you my could, heart is, and you, my could, heart is full. you could have little pieces inside of you that are me. 
now I know I'm drunk because that actually is not repulsing me again. News is sometimes cool and sometimes fucked up. Let's glory hold the planet right now with Enigma. Is this Captain Clicky Picky Picky Clicky Picky Guy? This is Captain Clicky Picky here to click your pickies wherever the pickies need to be clicked. <laughs> we are off to a good start, Enigma. How the heck are you? I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. Today was a grocery shopping day, so I have my my coffers full of of tasty treats and and whatnot. Very very happy to hear. Um, I figured today would be exceptionally exciting for you. I am looking forward to this conversation. I'm looking forward to just talking to Enigma because I had a good day because, you know, I did music for five hours today. I'm on a new song. It's, you know, I'm back into music mode. So that is obviously great. But I kicked Diet Coke. I'm kicking. I'm, I'm totally detoxing off Diet Coke. And so uh, I'm a little grumpy today. So talking to Enigma makes me happy. I mean, good for you for getting off Diet Coke. It's one of those ones where people think it's healthier because it says diet on it, but that's not the truth. Yeah, I've known that for for decades. I knew about the fenolica, licka, licka, whatever that chemical is that makes me want to kill myself. But what's really important is that we are going to talk about something today that is very, very dear to Enigma's heart, and that is (laughs) erotic photography. Yes, that is that is what we are talking about today. So the first thing that I wanted to get into about erotic photography um, is I wanted to get into kind of the differences between what people tend to look at when they're looking for um, boudoir erotic, that style of photography, especially because we're coming around to Valentine's Day. And often partners will get it for their partner or like the one partner will buy a photo shoot for for their person who wants to get the photo shoot done. Um, this can this goes across genders. Males can go out of females. Uh, it just it doesn't matter. Um, a lot of the things I'm talking about are just it goes for any kind of photo shoot. The different types that you're going to hear and they kind of get used interchangeably are boudoir shoots, erotic shoots, and then just nude shoots. Um, boudoir photography actually comes from the idea. It's kind of a pinup from like the pinup era of photography where it is the model basically getting ready for the night out. Or coming back from their night out. So it's them in very fancy lingerie, usually vintage, not always. Uh, but it's literally named after the boudoir, which is where um, typically women would be getting ready for their night out with makeup and hair. And oh, all that sort of thing. so that's the ones where they're like putting on the stocking or taking off the stocking or kind of putting, you know, they're dressed in like half lingerie and they're putting on lipstick or they're at the mirror. That's what boudoir is. That that is boudoir. Uh, it often it's kind of the it's it's become an umbrella term for like usually sexy uh, femme type people in various poses and sexy ways. But that is where it comes from. It's coming from that sort of pinup style of like the fifties and sixties mostly. Look at that! I just learned something from Enigma. <laughs> yes, you did. You get a gold star, Boogie. Um, and so like i said boudoir is it has become kind of an umbrella term um like you can do uh nude and other uh, erotic types of of photo shoots but 
really what it comes down to, it comes down to the intent of the photo shoot. So boudoir, it's not really supposed to be sexual. It's going to be more of a sensual shoot. Um, you're, you're very rarely going to get fully nude. You're very rarely going to be showing off bits and parts that you would in other types of photo shoots. So boudoir is very much more about the sensuality of the person being shot. Um, with nude photography, you are, you, yes, you like it, like the name of it, um, kind of insinuates the model is usually going to be fully nude, but that doesn't mean they're going to be sexual either. Um, just because somebody is naked, that doesn't automatically say that, 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 that thing is going to, is going to be pornographic. It's going to be about sex. You can still use various things. You can use sheets, you can use props, you can lose, use all sorts of things to kind of censor the person and, and make it more about the sensuality. So nude photography isn't necessarily about sex. Um, and then you get into erotic photography, and that is something that that is kind of exemplifying the sexual acts or the the sex of the person without actually getting into pornography, which is a whole other thing entirely. Um, for me, porn is its own kind of art style. You know when you're looking at porn because it's it's the idea of porn is to give you the fantasy that you can have this entire person. Nude photography, erotic photography, there's still going to be a lot of there's still going to be a lot of things hidden. There's going to be still a lot of like mystery to like it's the titillation that you wouldn't get. Yes, it is titillation. Yes, exactly. Now, what do you primarily do when you when you do photography? What do you primarily do? So I tend to live around erotic photography and nude photography. Um, I tend to that, that I I do will I will do a lot of like boudoir stuff, but generally speaking, my style. It's it, it kind of moves it kind of uh, brushes the line between um, the sensuality and sexuality because like that's that's what I enjoy capturing I enjoy capturing the the sensual and sexual of the person so I've done I did a shoot this past week where uh, the person just they were um, in this very very cool fun outfit and I just had them like very slowly get out of it and then just kind of like play with their body a little bit they had a couple of props that we played with. It was just, it was very, and like, they didn't like sit back and open their legs or anything like that. It was just, it was very much capturing their body as it was and not really exemplifying any one specific um, aspect of it. Like it wasn't about the sexuality of the person. It was just about them existing as a naked person. Okay. That is very good. Now then, of course, uh, before we go any further... Um, where do people go to see your photography? <laughs> well, uh, if they want to ch- uh, check out my stuff, uh, you can find me on uh, FetLife. That's where you know I can be a little bit more uncensored. Um, that is uh, Enigma, E-N-Y-G-M-A, 87. Uh, and then you can find me on Instagram and you can find me on Twitter, both Enigma Photog, that's E-N-Y-G-M-A-P-H-O-T-O-G. Um, you can find me at all those three places. Uh, feel free to follow. Um, and you can also, if you like stuff, I sell prints. So, you know, if you want to give me your money, I will happily take it. And if you are local and you want to book a sh- shoot with Enigma, then, of course, they can do that, too. Yes, I will happily uh, book shoots and work with uh, local people. And like I said, like this isn't something about any one gender. I happily work with um, any gender, especially if you pay me. Which actually uh, goes into uh, how I, as a photographer, am going to uh, find the models that I that I like to work with. Um, so especially if you're starting out, you want to start with your friends. You want to start small. 
Um, I, I would actually recommend not going super explicit right away, especially because it's something uh, you, you want to be comfortable with the people and what with what you're doing before you get into that style. It's kind of like in a kink scene, you, you don't want to necessarily jump into the really extreme stuff right away. You want to start off small and work your way up. Um, th- this is you, 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 and when you find that pr- the, those people that you want to do the shoot with, you have just like in a kink scene, you have a negotiation with your model, with your client, whatever you want to call these people, um, find out the model's limits as far as shooting goes. If this is a trade shoot, um, often called a TFP or a trade for photos shoot, the model may not only may only do nudes when she's getting paid. So you want to nail all those details down before you ever get on set, before you ever start shooting. So now we've jumped in to the professional side, the side where it's a little more official. <laughs> now because i know you got 70 pages of notes and that we could talk about the the professional side all day long yes because i just also want you to know because you're my friend and because you're really excited about this we're starting with all the fun positive stuff before we get into the horrible negative me telling everyone to not do erotic photography uh, portion of the show unless they sign waivers and cover their face and stuff like that. So let's just say for now, everybody is perfect and wonderful and completely trustworthy. <laughs> now we're talking about Valentine's Day. You're not going to pay Enigma a million dollars or 15 cents to shoot some pictures, but you want to shoot pictures of each other, whether it's for Valentine's Day or just to create your own art, spice up kind of the eroticism of your relationship and so forth. Let's teach people how to shoot. Right. So uh, especially if this is your first time, uh, posing is one of the most things that I I have to work with uh, new models, new clients who've never been in front of a camera before. Um, So it's something to think about before you ever come into a shoot. Uh, So if you're a photographer, depending on your style or preferences of you or of the model, some some parts of the body may not want to be shown. Like some people are very self-conscious about their belly. Some people are very conf- uh, self-conscious about um, their legs, some, stuff like that. Uh, you, you want again, that goes back to your negotiation with your model. You want to you want to get all of that set up ahead of time. Um, and that and but this is also stuff where especially if you're already friends with these people, which is if you're starting out, this is something I recommend. Uh, get together, like get over coffee and look up, like look up boudoir shoots on on Google image search, look up on Pinterest and and get those and get those like figure out like the poses that you'll want to start with, because um, things that you find on the Internet may not be something that you're actually comfortable with in the room. But it's something like, OK, we'll start in this position and then we'll find something that's comfortable and that helps you that helps the, the model feel sexy. Um, and this also comes into so what you're saying is is get an idea of what you're going to do before you go in there because if not it can be pretty confusing when you're trying to uh set up something where you're you're shooting a bunch of, so like having an idea ahead of a time telling your story kind of ahead of time and negotiating what you're going to do with your partner that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a, that's definitely something. Um so for that like you, you want to think about like, where do you want to do this shoot? Do you want to do it in your home? Like, if, you, if you're if you with a live-in partner, um, you can be looking at, look like, a 
different locations around you also like uh, like airbnbs i know you discovered one when Mew came in town that had all of these cool little features oh sure well there are between airbnb there's another website called there's another website called uh peer space um these are places where you can actually go on and find really cool unique sets that you, you may be able to go and have that little sexy photo shoot uh with your with your partner and this can be you can also be like look up really fancy hotels and so you can have this really sexy photo shoot and then you know use the hotel room when you're done um these right. these are definitely ways there there's definitely really fun sexy ways to um do these kind of photo shoots without you know necessarily breaking breaking the bank and to even go poor obviously if you're staying indoors you're going to have to create your story indoors or if you're going to go outside and I know you do a lot of outside stuff where you'll be like at a river or on a hike and, you know, and there's a chance to get some shots off. And in that way, maybe we could talk a little bit about outdoor stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like my w- one thing that I've done pretty much every anytime I move anywhere, I hear about a cool location. Like my first my first thing is to go and and explore the park. Uh, there's some great locations around LA that have fun little nooks and crannies where I can kind of like bring myself and a model with me to go do these kinds of shoots that shouldn't necessarily be in front of, you know, the children's play area. So (laughs) there's some great wooded areas. There are some like fun little cave areas around like all the mountains of the Valley. And so it's just a matter of, uh, going and exploring, figuring out what time of day actually works for the kind of shoot y'all want to do. Do you want to do something like sexy and naked? You just want to be kind of sensual and risque, but maybe not necessarily naked because that does kind of change where you're going to shoot um, and what you're going to shoot. Um, so yeah, definitely looking at the, the, those locations and just go explore. Like that could be a fun couples thing, like walk around different parks that y'all look up and just be like, Oh, this would be really cool. Oh, this would be really cool. Like m- make it, make it a couples thing where y'all work together to make this cool little art piece for each other. See, and that's really cool. And I think it's important that you point that out. If you're going to just be sexy and do a picture with like a nip split slip or a, you know, dick flop, or I don't know what the cute word for dick coming out <laughs> is, you know, <laughs> dick slip, I, I guess. Mean, dick flop. Uh, yeah, dick slip. Dick slip. Dick flop is funny. Yeah, if you're going to flip out your dick, you know, <laughs> here is my dick on this ocean rock. <laughs> you know you just gave somebody an idea boogie i bet i did those poor sea enemies those poor poor sea <laughs> enemies why why but you know you can put your finger in them and they kind of grab it so who knows maybe you have some sort of sea enemy eroticism i don't know if that's considered fish crustacean bestiality or something anyway i digress but if you are going to try for naked you need to have yourself in a position to where you can dress quickly if you're not like way out in the desert or in the middle of nowhere where you have more freedom to be naked or you're in an actual nude beach or a place where nudity isn't a big deal um you're not going to be able to just throw out and toss the clothes in a pile somewhere because if a set of hikers walks up you're you know you're busted yeah you you definitely need to be careful about uh where you're doing these shoots and what you're bringing with you often uh, i will have the my uh models or my clients bring something easily to throw on that could be a muumuu that could be a, a robe 
just something that I can like I the photographer or if they brought an escort with them that came that's there as to be lookout or whatever like they can be holding onto those clothes and if we hear anybody coming you just toss the thing to them they throw it on and then we could pretend like we were doing something a little bit less risque yeah you you, you definitely want to be uh, cautious about that and just be very wary um, and also understand that like you're doing this by your you're usually doing this by yourself there's maybe one maybe three people there with like on site with y'all so you want to make sure that somebody is watching out um, and understand that you're because y'all are doing what you're doing you might draw attention so make sure that the shoot doesn't take too long either because the longer you're, you are out there being doing fun naked sexy time the more likely it is that somebody is gonna uh walk up and and find y'all i concur be quick and th- i think that's a good point that sometimes people go out as a couple it might not be bad to bring a close friend if you're going to do a shoot. But if it's something that you're doing just to be sexy together and it's like your sneaky little thing, definitely keep it brief and not get yourself in trouble. So Enigma, if you can favor us, what type of equipment do you need for just the basic of basic photo shoots, whether it's indoor or outdoor, obviously if it's outdoor, you have natural light, right? Uh, if you're doing stuff outside out at a park, wherever um, you can literally just uh, bring any sort of like reflector. Um, you can get these, you can get the kind of expensive ones from a photo store, uh, photo Amazon, something like that, where it literally, you can kind of set it up off to the side on a cheap little stand and it will literally reflect the light onto the person. Um, but you can also just go to Walmart, Target, whatever store you want to use and actually get um, car uh, like sun sun visors. A lot of them are made very similarly to the way that you would make a light reflector and are usually a fraction of the cost that um, a lot of these um, light professional light reflectors cost. So you definitely want to bring that. Um, I would for as far as cameras go, like it pains me, but like phone cameras are actually getting pretty decent. So if that's all you have, that's all you can afford. Don't break the bank for just one fun little photo shoot. If it's something that y'all kind of want to do as, as a thing, like I know there's several couples that like part of their, part of their relationship is model photographer. Like then of course, maybe you want to invest in some more expensive cameras, but like there are some fantastic digital cameras that are on a consumer level, price um canon has some really good like uh, their power shot series is fantastic and they have uh some cheaper ones that are just they're good for the fun little photo shoot um and that's really all you need like you don't if you uh, often the, if you set the light up right often like surrounding trees or rocks or whatever act as the reflector but like just having a decent camera like invest a little bit of money but you don't need to break the bank to use something to uh, to shoot these fun fun things, and if you are inside, you can get. I mean, I've seen I've had lights. Sandra from trainingsintrouble.com has given me lights, which I miss dearly. That are literally like these are professional level lights. You can get lights and little stands and the little umbrella for like a hundred bucks, and then. If you're on, if you want to kind of uh, throw a little money on it to a studio, there are several studios um, just around Los Angeles where you can actually rent good equipment for not a lot of price. Like renting some some decent lights actually comes with the rental of the studio. So if you wanted, to, if you had a little bit more money and you wanted to drop that on a cool studio, 
you can do it there. And some of them even will rent cameras. So like if you wanted to uh, up the game a little bit, um, you can definitely go that route. But of course, that takes a little bit more money so that like a lot of times people will do hotels. Um, and so in a hotel room, you definitely want to invest in those like uh, cheaper lights that you, that you can definitely get. Like I, I got an Amazon pack of lights for like you said it was under it was like 75 bucks for solid lights solid umbrellas solid reflectors so it was just a really good combination that's going to be better than that like fluorescent crap that you'll get at most hotels yeah <laughs> yeah sometimes the uh the bathroom light is going to make things a bit grainy in your final product um you do need to get some light i mean ultimately if you're just doing it to tease each other or whatever whip out your cell phone put on some costumes and and have fun, which let's get into the type of costumes uh, that you're going to use. Like say you want to do role play photography. Well, Halloween, you use whatever your Halloween costume is or your last 10 Halloween costumes, or you can go to the Halloween store after Halloween. And then all the costumes are like dramatically discounted. And then you can do your professor Snape, uh, Harry Potter scene or your, santa elf scene there's there's a lot of ways 99 cent store there's a lot of places to get fun props and little things to make costumes with to kind of spice up your little photo shoot oh yeah like uh my my favorite time of year is november 2nd when halloween stores are like everything's like 50 to 70 percent off i love that place um but yeah you definitely want to um have like if you want to do something more in the cosplay area photo shoots definitely um like you again you if you're just if you're doing it for the fun, sexy time with your partner, like you don't have to break the bank. You're going for kind of like the inspiration of the shoot. Like, so I know a lot of people, uh, if they want to do something Harry Potter themed, they will get like a decent, like a cheap wand and then like a specific house tie that goes with the with Harry Potter. And that's 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 the costume is I. Yeah, that's enough, yeah, that's, yeah. That, it's it's totally enough. And like, if you want to do like you know, kind of matching underwear, like you can do that. But like that stuff that you can go to Target and get. Like you don't have to go overboard on these costumes. And then if you want to just do fun, sexy stuff, like again, you can go. There's a a lot of places that will have uh, sales, especially if you're just doing it for the fun, sexy stuff. Like it doesn't have to be practical. So like you can go get those fun um over the top ones that you can get from some like hustler of hollywood type stores and just have fun with that stuff stuff that you won't necessarily mind if it breaks because you you didn't drop a whole lot of money on it very very good so i love doing these types of photo shoots and having little teasy photos between me and my partner and i've done those things for years obviously you're the next level where you actually do some things professionally and and you have an eye for lighting and things like that. And I think that is amazing because you can be at whatever level you are. And the whole idea is just to have some fun, sexy time with your partners. Unless, of course, you want to do something professional and start modeling and blah, blah, blah. All right, Enigma. Now, the part that we all knew was coming. <laughs> you cannot talk about the amazingness and fun and sexiness that is erotic photography without talking about the truth and the danger behind doing erotic photography with any human other than yourself. Yep. 
Yeah, it, it, it can definitely be something that people. And we're, I'm sure we'll touch on all the things, but uh, it's there's there are definitely things that you need to keep in mind before you uh, specifically take pictures, specifically take pictures that might end up on the internet, because that is where they will end up. And we start this. We've said this on the show before. I will say this: if you have something to lose, anything to lose, or will have something to lose in the future. Do not put your face or identifying marks on any photos. And I don't even want to say unless it's someone you trust. Because even people you trust today may be people that are going to be untrustworthy tomorrow. You're all hot. You're turned on. You're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. This person's so honest and cool. And then what about in two years after you have a horrible breakup? And now they got data and data and data of your face and body parts. And they start sending it to your family and friends or your job or your school. It happens every day. Revenge porn is epidemic. It is an an industry of harming people. And that's your face. And you have to you have to understand that that's just a truth. And I hate to say it because we I mean, I trust Enigma and I have seen Enigma for years now. And I believe that that Enigma, that you're an ethical person and that you wouldn't harm somebody with their photos. And and I would like to think that I'm I'm a pretty ethical photographer too, um, and it's something that has come up before. Like I've had uh, models be like, "Hey, I, I know that I said at what this one point that I, I was okay with um, these pictures being up," or um, "Hey, I know that you're because I I do sell some of the the full packages, uh, like the full uncensored stuff." Like, okay, I was I was I was cool with this at one point, but now I'm I'm going for my grad school. I'm getting this new job, etc. And so these need to come down. And I, I have always, I have never been somebody who's like begrudging people and just like, like, no, it's like, cool. Your, your life is changing. These pictures need to not exist on the internet as far as I can help it. But again, that's like, as far as I can help it, I don't know who has screenshotted. I don't know if anybody's downloaded and kept stuff. Like I can only do so much. And so that's something that if you're looking into this with a friend, or if you're looking to this as a professional, this is something you need to keep in mind. And, and it sucks that we have to say it, but yeah, once it's online, it's online. If you think that that has been posted on FetLife and not been screen grabbed a thousand times by a thousand horny dudes, <laughs> you're delusional. You're yeah. fucking delusional. It doesn't matter if it's set to download. You c- click the snipping tool or whatever that thing's called. And you literally outline it, and it's your photo. There is no need. If it shows up on that screen, they will take it. And you're, there's no way, even if you have someone. And by the way, hearing you say that, Enigma, like I'm like, I wouldn't do that. Especially if it was like a professional thing, and you signed waivers and stuff like that. And you said, we were going to sell these things, and here's the deal we have. Most people are like, dude, I'm sorry your life has changed, but I'm not going to go hunt down photos from years ago 
that that's your choice. And then there's the next level of people who are like, fuck you. I don't care. I even if you gave permission or not initially, fuck you. You're a bitch. You you ghosted me or you you uh, whatever abusive bullshit, you know, happened. I'm going to take these pictures and fuck you with it because I didn't get my way. I mean, there's so many ways that someone can harm you with a picture after all the love juice has gone away. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a risk. And uh, th- th- and if you want to um, do certain things to cover up, like I, I love using body paint. Body paint is super, super fun. And if you might have like small tattoos, stuff that's like very specifically on your body, birthmarks, that sort of thing, you can use the body paint, cover those areas specifically, and then put the body paint elsewhere on the body to kind of like make it look like it's supposed to be there. And that way you're covering those identifying marks and still being able to have fun um, and do those fun photo shoots. Uh, that That's also when you're, when you're looking at different poses, when you're do- looking at different wardrobe choices that you can also look at it that way. Like if you had like a really cool tattoo on your side, but you want to keep that hidden. Okay. Then maybe you need to look at body suits. Maybe you need to look at slips instead of like having just a two piece stuff like that, where you can have those sexy moments, have those sexy shoots, but still be able to um, have that sexy time with your partner or with the, the photographer and, 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 still have that anonymity and this place. is an exciting time i love taking pictures i love taking pictures with my partners and it is so much fun to have those and even with the risks it's so not a big deal for me like with Mew, i never take a picture of her face and and so there's pictures of her butt and vagina all over the internet and no one will ever know because there's no head. Right. So I, and it's still totally fun. We can still tell a story. We still have a great time. <laughs> I've done the same with so many other partners that, of course, there's a couple of them that are like, I'm totally sex positive. I'm out. You can use my face and that's totally fine. The majority of people that I take pictures with, I just don't shoot their face. And you can still tell a wonderful story that we can share and titillate. And get that thrill and have a great time. And I think that's the goal of taking pictures is that you tell a story and that you get to be excited about it. Yeah. And and that's definitely something that happens in that negotiation. Like if you're talk with the partner and then go over those pictures, that can be a really fun, sexy time after you take the pictures is like if they have to get developed or edited or anything like that. Like as you're working on them, you can like be doing it together and being like, oh, I really like that one. It's like, oh, I really like that one. And also if this is is maybe a new thought partnership or if you're kind of worried about that sort of thing, that's your time to be like, hey, can we like tweak that? Because I can can sort of see the rest of my face in that picture or I can sort of see that tattoo on me that like you can make that part of it and still keep it sexy and fun and and not make it super weird just make it like hey let's 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 work on these pictures together let's go over these together and 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 kind of relive the the fun sexy time that we did with the shoot and as a final thought if you handed me a waiver that said i promise never to use your photos in an incriminating way or show your face or uh, identifying marks i'd sign it it wouldn't be a big deal to me. Yeah, I I have a contract in place for for my photography that basically says this is what I'm going to use your pictures for. I will not use it for anything other than these these purposes. If I do, you can sue. And me. if the person bitches about it, like oh, oh blah blah, well then you know 
that they have a nefarious agenda. Yeah, and that and that's definitely a red flag if somebody uh, turns their nose up at not signing or signing a, a contract. Like that's that's definitely if like if you're looking at, at like photographers to work with, that's something that you want to think about. Like if if re, especially read your contract because you never know what you're signing if you don't read it. So definitely have those in place if you're going to do something anything in it on a professional level you definitely want to make sure that there's contracts so that you know exactly what's going to happen with the pictures that you shoot awesome so everyone needs to go and get a hold of enigma so they can let him shoot pictures of your body yes please and pay me money And that is the end of show 346. Thank you for listening. We are so happy you're here. If you have any comments, questions, or just want to hear more of my drunken ramblings with Boogie, please reach out to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or find us on TikTok, FetLife, or on Instagram under the uh, name of Perverted Podcast. And if you were giggling at how stupid we sound, but actually surprised at how much you learned about your kinky self, please do- consider donating five bucks if you give a fuck to Patreon, our Patreon account at patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast. And as always, a huge thank you to all of our patrons. Your support means the world to us. Means the world. And thank you to our glorious show sponsor, Headley, who has also let me know that he is always willing to share sponsorship. We are looking for additional sponsors to perverted podcast to help us raise much needed funds to continue what we do we do have some changes coming but there are open slots for sponsorship if you have a product that you need to sell or something that you are promoting it's probably around a hundred bucks an episode to uh, be a show sponsor and we will put your name in perpetuity for as long as the show is available and people go through this show for years and years people are still going through the early episodes and whatever so you will live on in perpetuity but thank you very much to our current show sponsor headley he is a glorious magical man and we will see you guys next for 347 people around the world rely on therapy and religion to like help them cope when things are bad or when people hurt and kill them But, like, that's too much stuff to remember. And most religions are lame. So when life poops in my sunroof, I call up my friends and say, Let's go get a pedicure, cause sometimes life can suck. Let's go get a pedicure, and then we'll go and drink margaritas. My friend Jessica's boyfriend is ugly, and he treats her just like crap. He doesn't care about her feelings. It's like he's totally not interested. He won't put his mouth on her poonanner, and he calls her dumb and fat. Oh my god. So I hired an ex-inmate to butt-rape him. And I took her by the hand and sang Let's go get a pedicure Cause sometimes life can suck Let's go get a pedicure And then we'll go and drink margaritas Cause a pedicure makes your toes look cute You deserve to be pampered and it feels real good A pedicure can fill you with hope A pedicure should be blessed 
President gave a speech today about the budget crisis and like war. So I drove to the White House, hopped the fence, and kicked in the Oval Office door. I said it's obvious what we're doing's not working, and we need an ingenious plan. So before the CIA tackled me, I saluted our flag and said. To the president. Let's go get a pedicure, cause sometimes life can suck. Let's go get a pedicure, and then we'll go and drink margaritas. Let's go get a pedicure, cause sometimes life can suck. Let's go get a pedicure, and then we'll go and drink Pedicure, 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 pedicure